Hi, everyone. It's America and Teresa. We're going to be taking a break for a couple of weeks, so listen into some past episodes and we'll catch up in the new year. Thanks. Hi, everyone. You're listening to In the Open, a podcast by Mental Health America, where we talk all things mental health related. Hey everybody, Teresa and America. Hi guys. Today we're going to talk about pets and mental health, which is interesting because we get a lot of requests from people on our page on how to get a service animal, but we're not talking about that today. <laughs> you can go to our website if you're curious about how to get an emotional support animal or a service animal, but today we're just going to talk about pets. Pets. Yay, cats, kittens, fish, anything you think of, um, but not elephants. <laughs> Why not elephants? Some people like, okay, because elephants aren't pets, yes. but maybe my imaginary elephant is my pet. Maybe. <laughs> but or, um, meditating on an elephant makes me happy. Are you literally on top of the elephant? There's that video on on whatever, you know, the internets where this little baby elephant is like squishing this woman. Have, Have I you seen, seen it? That? I think so. There's something about that video and videos of seeing yourself being smushed or smothered by animals that that like m- makes endorphins <laughs> kick in or not endorphins, dopamine, like good, happy serotonin, serotonin. That's the one. It makes your good feels increase, right? Like it makes everybody feel a little happy. But the reason why we're talking about pets and mental health, one, I am a pet lover, and Teresa isn't so much. <laughs> oh, dude, did you just out me? I'm going to get did. like this, the wrath of the internet. You can't, dude. The internet loves animals. You can't throw me under the bus like that. <laughs> I think that there are so many people like you that animals are fine. They exist and they're there. But, you know, you just don't want them in your home. That's okay. That's the problem with me and pets. It's not that I don't think that pets are cute. Yeah. Because I like watching videos of cats and dogs. I just barely can take care of myself. And I'm very surprised that I had children because <laughs> I feel the same way about cats and dogs as I do children where you're like, who thought it was good to give me children? Me, myself. Like, why did I think that was good? Because it takes a lot of work. <laughs> Yeah, you have to take care of them. But the thing about dogs, dogs less so cats, because cats are very independent. If I was not allergic to cats, I would consider having a cat. But dogs, they're forever three or two years old. Like, you have to take care of them, go clean up their poop. Yeah. They're hanging out with you all the time, following you around the house. I I don't know. There's something about my brain that, like, it doesn't that function overwhelms well with me. Okay. I don't know. It overwhelms me. Have you ever, have you ever had a pet at home? Dude, I grew up with dogs. I grew okay. up with Great Danes. We had a chinchilla. We had chickens, <laughs> hamsters. Maybe this is what did it. I was like, oh, I did the pet. <laughs> yeah. Growing yeah, yeah. up, I did all the pet things. <laughs> the fact that you had Great Danes is pretty amazing because they are beautiful no three animals. great danes see may, maybe you got you you met your cap you know like your life cap <laughs> and that's what it is three. so as an adult you've chosen not to go down that route because you've already experienced it 
I think there's a difference between feeling happiness with your pet, which I think you should talk about because I think that's what most people experience. But there's something else entirely about having to take care of your animal. And I think that's why like when I'm talking to people and sometimes people ask me like, well, do you think I should get a pet? Are you talking about clients? Yeah, like clients or friends or whatever. Okay. If you're like in a lot of stress, like it, I don't know, my red flags go up because I'm like, when I am not well, what I, what I don't need to do is add something in my life that requires a lot of attention. And like, it's hard because I think for some people, they've said like, oh, getting pregnant or getting my dog finally allowed me to not attend to my own problems. It gave me something to focus on, but. It's a risky move. I think it's – I don't know that it's so much risky. It's a measured move that you have okay, to – Okay, so you have to be yeah, – yeah, you have to be measured. You have to go into this knowing the investment. Yeah, emotional, physical, all that. Because what I hear from what you're saying is you you really did kind of meet that cap you know, earlier in your life where you're just like, okay, I've had them. Were you emotionally attached to them? Like, you know, was one of the the animals, dog, cat, chicken, whatever, more attached to you than others or you to them? Damn, America. Why you got to throw me under the bus again? No, because I'm, I'm dead okay. inside. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay, but those are good things. Those are good things. But I guess, okay, my sister had a dog. The only time I ever felt that loving feeling for a pet was with my sister's dog. Okay. I, it wasn't even my dog. It was my sister's dog. And I did. I I had like a maternal feeling where I wanted to take care of it. Isn't that what it feels like? Is yeah, that what it, it feels like to love your pet? Like you feel yes. like a maternal desire to like help that yes. animal? Yeah. So growing up, when I was a little girl, we had a little dog in Bolivia. And then we left Bolivia and, and immigrated to the US. And I never saw that little dog again. But my entire life... I wanted a dog. And then when I graduated college, I got a dog. Uh-huh. And it is a lot of work, but it made me so happy to just have a little life, little being, right, that was just there to keep me company. You know, I think when you think about the connection that people have with their animals, with their pets, it goes beyond like that maternal instinct that you're talking about. Yes, you feel an instinctual thing to take care of them, but they give you back so much more. And it's not like they're talking to you. It You know, you don't have that. But it's an emotional support that others can't give you. So I can just go sit with my dog and he just sits with me and I can cry and he's not going to be like, why are you crying? want to talk about it want to tell me what's going on they just (laughs) comfort you right Mm -hmm. and since since that one dog his name was charlie i've had lala she passed away both charlie and lala have passed away and now i have rocco and rocco is like he's three years old he still thinks he's a puppy so what you're saying about him being or like your pet being behind you all the time that's rocco like everywhere i go he's behind me and listening to other people and how they talk about their their animal, there is such an instinctual nature to just feel very comfortable, if you are comfortable with animals, to just feel like they're just another part of who you are. And for people that deal with mental health issues and mental health conditions, 
it becomes an added benefit, I think, to have somebody that is going to be comforting to you without any questions, because everything in your life is, oh, but have you thought about this or have you done this or how, or you could do this? And it's like, no, I know for a lot of people that struggle with like anxiety and depression, what you were saying earlier about having an animal, or having a baby makes you not focus on yourself. And I think that's so true. It's like you may feel like crap, but you're as a, as a dog owner, you're like, you got to get up. And why you got to get up? Because he's looking at you like, hey, you getting up? You got to come on. Yeah, I've definitely heard that for a lot of people I talk to that having a pet was the only thing that helped them get up in the morning. It was like the yeah. only thing that helped them survive. And that it's like, that's amazing. Yeah, but there is another aspect to it, too, like. You know, for example, if you think about kids and the fact that even as adults, you know, we don't know how to talk about our feelings. But as kids, we struggle in being able to put into words whatever it is that we're feeling. And a lot of children that have animals end up connecting with that animal more so than with humans, right? Because there is no judgment. And in many ways, that judgment-free zone enables you to just feel what you feel and not be fearful of what others are going to think. You're talking about how animals are different than humans. So they don't judge you. Yeah. They come to you with unconditional love. I'm trying to understand this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Does Rocco talk to you? Because some people talk to their animals. Oh, I I talk to Rocco all the time. Conversations. What does yeah. that look like? One of the things that Rocco will do, for example, is in the morning when I'm getting ready, he, through whatever his little brain is telling him, he recognizes that once I put my shoes on, I'm closer to getting out the door, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the intention is that I'm going to go and walk him. And if, I, if I'm taking too long, he'll howl at me and he'll be like, and I'm like, dude, I'm coming, yo. I, I, I'm getting it together. <laughs> and he will howl at me until I'm like, got my shoes on, got my jacket on. Let's go. And I put the leash on. Yeah. So he's communicating in some way. Other times, like if I'm, if I'm working now more so, of course, at home than ever. He, like if I'm, and I'm, I'm here by myself most of the day because my fiance is at work. And I'm just here by myself. And all of a sudden he like looks up and he'll be like, what? I, I didn't say anything. And, he, and then he'll come over and he'll just sit by me. He senses your energy. Yeah. He's definitely sensing something that's going on and whether it's anxiety, things like that. And my other dog, Lala, she was so good at picking up on my energies where like I cry mm-hmm. during movies. I'm just a crier at movies. Don't tell anybody. It's the only time um, we're allowed to cry. <laughs> And I remember Lala would like jump on my bed and anytime she would see me cry, she would just come closer and cuddle with me. And I'd be like, it's okay. I'm just crying because it's the movie. I'm fine. You know, but she she would feel whatever I was feeling and help me, you know, try to comfort me. Yeah. This is, so they this do is communicate. Of, I absolutely believe that animals can communicate and do communicate to one another. But what you're describing too about pets that's unique 
that are not like adult companions because children are like this is that children and pets absorb your energy and they reflect it back to you. So like, I think there's an interesting dynamic there because you can learn a lot about your own problems through your pet. Do you think that's true? So like, if you don't know how to set boundaries or if you have um, like what what makes an aggressive child and what makes an aggressive pet? Is that something that I am, we as owners are also reflecting? Because dogs or pets, dogs especially they seem, are so absorbent of your energy. I think you are you are hitting on things that are very important, not just in terms of pets. You know, there's even this whole idea of like therapy and working with horses and things like that, that again, is about the energy that you're putting off and the animal is returning to you. If you are like completely against an idea and things like that, you know, a horse won't move. They'll just be like, whatever. You think you're stronger than me? Nope. Just going to sit right here, you know? And it's not until you let you let yourself feel what you need to feel that you're then able to move forward. Literally move forward because the, you know, the horse won't move. I also would imagine that for many people, like I'm talking about dogs, but you know, my friends, my closest friends, they all have cats and it's a very different dynamic, right? Not all cats let you cuddle with them and hold on to them. They just kind of live an independent existence and they kind of eye you from a corner, but they also communicate with them where they may jump on the bed and let them know when they're hungry, let them pet them at different times. And I think that that may be because they, again, feel some sort of energy that says, hey, you need me by your side. I forgot. I also had cats. (laughs) Did you? And that's how you found out you were allergic? Well, we found a cat in college that was trapped in the car. So it became our house cat, our apartment cat. And then my friend took her, Kelton. But there's probably something where like a dog feels too needy in the same way that like I get frustrated with my kids when they're too needy, where I'm just like, ah, I need space. But like a cat is a nice balance because I really like it when cat like the cat comes up and it needs you on your neck or whatever. And it's really sweet if I could just offset the the like sneezing attack or whatever. And then it goes away and it doesn't also require me to like change its diaper you know, I just changed. I just changed the litter box every other day. That's cool. Right. That's cool. That's yeah. a cool, cool animal. Maybe the the key to mental health and pets is to finding the pet that matches your need. Oh, totally, totally. Because I'm talking about dogs. That's my existence. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have cats. I I like cats. I can play with cats, but I just I want something that will sit close to me and let me like pet them and play with them. But there are other people that, you know, we're talking about cats and kittens, but maybe their pet of choice is like a snake or something slimy, you know, and still they're connected to it. You know, I would never have that. You what? You don't want a lizard. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Tell me what animal will comfort you when you need it, but doesn't require a lot of work. A cat. No. Because the cat is too independent. Like a cat does, sometimes a cat's a jerk. It leaves you when you need it. It's like, bye, Felicia. The only thing I could think of is a Furby, a fake pet. (laughs) 
there's I guess I guess that's like the other aspect I think of pet having that is really soothing and it's the it's like grounding right it's connecting yourself to something physical and the way it feels and pets just do that for you so when you sit and you stroke it it just sounds so nice <laughs> it sounds very soothing and that's that's probably the only part not the only part there are lots of parts where i'm jealous like people who connect to pets i'm like oh, i wish i had that part of me but that part is something that i wish i had access to a thing to cuddle with that feels soft so you know well you know animals. there are other things too i think that may resonate with a lot of pet owners is that yes they're comforting but you also have this i'm thinking of when i used to be single at whatever hour i would come home my dogs would be there you know and be like hey she's home it's nice to have that feeling to feel like you are oh, needed feel wanted and needed yeah. yes yeah. I think that's, that's key a big... in a different way than with children. Like I love the children that are in my life. And yes, of course they need me. But at one point they won't. Mm. We'll hopefully make them good adults and they can go yeah, out dogs, into the dogs world. are two forever. That's why I say they're like, they're two years yeah. old forever. They will always greet you at the door and be like, my human is home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, totally. how are you doing? Come be with me. And they're forgiving, even if you're, and you know, like the worst human being at the moment because you just had a bad day. But maybe you just don't want them to sit next to you at the moment. They'll come back. There are a couple of things I think for a, for people that are maybe considering having an animal, right? I think what you were talking about earlier is figuring out if if you have the capacity to do it, not only in terms of are you able to actually care for another living thing which requires time and effort and money because that's just the reality but to what's your reasoning behind it right is it company that you're looking for is it some sort of validation because all those things could be the case when we have put out into the world like through our social media things like that questions about your animals your pets and your mental health so many people respond to us telling us that they are just comfort. And I think that's the starting place for this conversation, the comfort piece that comes with all of it. I think that we've given a lot of ideas for people who are curious about having an animal. What about if you're, and if you're going to click on this, I think that it's because you're, you're interested specifically in having a pet and its impact on your mental health. What if somebody listens to this and goes, I realize I should not have a pet <laughs> like me. Okay. Then get a plant. Oh, my God. I don't do plants either. Take care of yourself. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't. Okay. No, this is important, right? It's like, okay. Yeah. What if you're, what if you're like debating? Like, I, I know I've come up to the side where like, I can't have an animal because I all of the negative sides of like not being able to take care of it, blah, blah, blah. But like what your animal gives you, I'm trying to think what fulfills me in that way because you still need that in your life. You still need to be fulfilled. Okay. Right? You still need yeah. comfort. So where do I go get comfort? Where do I go get meaning and fulfillment? If you're searching for something and you realize that a pet is not going to be able to give it to you, I think you have to ask yourself – I think it's good to ask yourself, what is it that 
that you felt inside that you were trying to fill because of a pet? Is it the thing that is excited when you come home? Is it something to pet and be comforted by? Is it something that you can take care of? Like, then I think once you know that, it gives you a better sense of like, okay, I'm going to graduate up to a pet, but I'm going to start with a plant or I need something to feel that makes me feel excited. So, okay, I'm going to start with going to this group where um, this meetup where people are like, oh, I'm really excited to see you, John. Thank you for coming today, blah, blah, blah. And then graduate up to a pet. Yeah, I think that's a really good trajectory because, you know, we're talking about cuddly things, right? But even a place to start, if you're even thinking about, you can get a fish. It just exists on its own. You got to feed it and clean its water. That's it. But that may be something because you can still have a living thing that you have to take care of. But what immediately came to mind that would also fulfill some of the things that I talked about, you know, companionship, feeling like you're needed, things like that. I have felt when I have gone out and volunteered in my community. Yes. You're, that's right, because it's not a friendship per se, because a friendship is real complicated. But volunteering, it gives you lots of good feels. It helps you yeah. feel important. It helps that person feel like they're important. There's a give there. Yeah. So when I have those empty feelings, I should go volunteer. <laughs> yeah, find something that's going to make you feel whole. I remember working with like older adults and just feeling like I was getting so much more out of it than I was giving them. Having somebody to chat with was what they wanted. But I was like, oh my God, I'm hearing your experience and learning so much from you. So I think all of that together may help you think about, is it important for me to go and connect with others and find new ways to do that and find fulfilling activities? Or is it more about me wanting something at home, a little animal at home that I can connect with and have and take care of. Because it is a balance that yeah. you have to find in whatever works for you. That's great. This was nice. This was like a way more complicated conversation than I thought we were going to have. I thought we were going to just talk about how cute animals were. Well, now I'm going to go hug Rocco so I can tell him thank you. You can hug Rocco for me. Okay, guys. Well, Keep on fighting. we'll be back next week. Keep on fighting in the open. Bye, guys. Bye.